For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the channel. This episode is sponsored by Price Picks. I know that we actually pissed quite a few of you guys off. Well, I didn't piss you guys off. He pissed you guys off yesterday. And I don't expect that to stop anytime soon. Well, I mean, I'm going to be issuing a slight correction today because I feel like I was a little, I don't want to say misleading, but misled myself. And so okay. I wanted to do a little bit further research, so I dug into it. So we're going to go over that today as well. And that has to do with NATO's expansion uh, towards Russia's border because there's a, there's a little misconception there that's going on. Russia's been putting out a lot of stuff. And people look at it, you know, one way versus the other. And so we're going to go over what it is and let people decide for themselves. So are you telling me you're a Russian sympathizer now? Absolutely not. Is that is that what you're going with? No. This is exciting. We have a new Russian sympathizer. I'm not a Russian list. sympathizer this by any it, means. No, I do not I, I, like Russia. I, I'm, for, I'm for Ukraine winning the war. Apparently, he's for Russia winning the war. So Apparently, we'll that's what that. this is now. Yeah, that's just gonna label. you're just going to do that, that thing that's where it. you just label people however I just you feel you. like it that's because it. you can't play with the argument. Yep, that's uh, it. I'm labeling nice. you. Good on you. <laughs> right now, as a Russian sympathizer just because. Yeah. I don't know. Start calling me other things as well. I have no proof of it, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Just that's it. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go like first of all, frontline hasn't really moved. Like no no real big news has came out of Ukraine. You know what I mean? Like not, nothing at all. I went over the ISW. I, I trolled on every social media platform I could think of. You name it, can't find any real movement that's going on on the front line okay. right now. It's just not. It's just they're not they're not moving. Nothing's happening, right? Uh, so two of the main arguments that I think people bring up, like when they when they start talking about the war in Ukraine, two of the main arguments people bring up is one, Ukraine gave up their nuclear weapons. And an assurance that the West would provide them some sort of security. Have you heard that argument before? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I see this nuclear diner thing, which is oh yeah, we're going to go over that because that came out of uh, uh, it was a yeah, it was cited by another site. It's kind of weird. I, I could pull up actually. I should probably pull that up here in just a sec. But that's that's one of the arguments, right? Ukraine gives up the nuclear weapons. We should be giving them security assurances. That's what everybody says. We're late providing Ukraine weapons. We should have been doing it from the beginning. We were responsible. We should have been giving them stuff. And it was our fault because we gave them guarantees. It's it's positive. Late as in 2021. It's going to be 2022. 2022 when Russia invaded, we took our sweet time giving them equipment. And actual oh, lethal aid support. God bless America. All right. So what, what else right? you got? The, the other argument that people have, and this comes from like the Russian side of the house in a little bit, is that NATO shouldn't have been expanding on Russia, right? And countries like the Baltic states, right, that are all up over there, they are all like border Russia for the most part, right? And mm-hmm. if Russia had an issue with it, why didn't they stop it back then? And I think the answer to that question, which we'll get into in a little bit, but I think the answer to that question is Russia doesn't want war as much as anybody else wants war. Right. Like they're they don't want border wars. It's bad for a country. Right. So let's get into this. Where did where did it come from um, with all this? Could Ukraine have retained its Soviet nuclear weapons? So when the Soviet Union collapsed, there was nuclear weapons that were left behind in Ukraine. Lots of them. Okay. Right. Now, this article does a very good job of laying it out and I like it. OK. Um, so. If Ukraine didn't give up its nuclear arsenal, Russia wouldn't be able to bully it. Well, that's not entirely true. Ukraine did not 
Okay, Ukraine did not have the ability to properly access those nuclear weapons and employ them. Okay, Russia retained all of that information. They didn't give it to Ukraine. Russia retained all that information. So when the collapse of the Soviet Union happened, yeah, there was nuclear weapons left inside Ukraine. The other issue that goes with those nuclear weapons is that they have a 12-year half-life at the time. Okay, that is the uranium inside would need to be replaced within 12 years or else the nuclear weapons are essentially worthless. Kind of makes sense. Mm. So Ukraine is holding on to these nuclear weapons and they have nothing that they can really do with them. Right. They have them, but they can't launch them even if they wanted to. Uh, they didn't have the technology to break them down and replace components and all that other crap, which I'm also sure there was some sort of anti-tampering that would go into those as well, right? That they probably weren't privy to, but they could, you know, maybe find some other way and import their own technology. Or they could have ripped the uranium out and then built their own stuff in order to send it, right? But again, it goes back into, did they have the proper facilities in order to do that? And the answer was no, they didn't. And so what they did is they used them as bargaining chips with Russia for some security guarantees from Russia, which they're currently in violation of, clearly, by, like, invading Ukraine, right? So Russia promised, like, hey, we're not going to mess with you, turn the weapons back over, stuff will be fine. Wrong. So Russia is in clear violation of that right now just from doing that. Does that kind of make sense? I'm tracking. Now, with that, okay, when you get into that, all right, after... Ukraine gave up those nuclear weapons back to Russia. All right, Ukraine decided to join the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, the NPT. And now this is where the question comes from is, being a member of the NPT, does that guarantee them securities from other countries, specifically out of NATO? This is straight off NATO's website, okay? So we pull this information off of NATO, and this is what NATO says. All right, NATO says it provides a legal framework for the nuclear weapon states to give security assurances against the use of nuclear weapons to non-nuclear weapon states that are parties to the treaty. It doesn't say we're, if you give up your nuclear weapons, we're going to protect you from invasion. It doesn't say if you give up your nuclear weapons, you get in conflict, we're going to help protect you. It says we will give you security guarantees when it comes to other countries using nuclear weapons against you. I, you if you give up your nukes, we're not going to let other countries bully you with their nukes. So until Russia does that, technically the NPT really doesn't apply. Now there is a ton of rhetoric coming out of Russia, mm -hmm. a massive ton of rhetoric that's coming out of Russia as far as use nukes, <laughs> right? Like yeah. we've covered it, but that's not Putin saying I'm going to nuke you. It's not like they're acting like Iran saying that they're going to nuke Israel. No, no, right? they, they, I haven't seen that. Maybe it's out there and you guys can share the links, but I didn't see it. Right. So if it is out there, that's not what they're doing. And but the, so the question comes down to: Did we have a responsibility to provide Ukraine with that equipment the moment Russia invaded? And according to this, according to NATO, the answer is no. How's it make you feel? Well, the thing is, is it, they were never part of NATO in the first place. Correct. So I don't really know why that they we weren't would, part of NATO. They weren't. We part don't of really have a reason to ever do anything for them in the like. If you want to go back and be truthful, we don't have a real reason other than helping the people of Ukraine and or keeping Russia away from Poland and other... It's in our best interest. Yes, it's in the national security interest of yes. the United States of America would that's be the, the reason we, that we're That's the way we can spin it off. Right, or I, our European allies. But the truthful, I mean, if, if, it, if it was another country between... If Ukraine... If Russia was invading a country that had one country separation between them and Poland, mm -hmm. they wouldn't care. They no. wouldn't. I mean, let's be honest. We, we, wouldn't, we, we couldn't really do anything. We wouldn't really care. It wouldn't be on us at that point. Right. But since Ukraine touches Poland, that's the only reason why we actually give 
any kind of right. Well, and, tear in the world. and you would think that, but even Poland now is starting to draw it. I saw a report that Poland's pulling back some of their support for Ukraine to look out for their own national security interests as well. If you can hmm. believe that to well, take care of themselves on the home front before they take care of Ukraine. If, if you're going that route, then that means that the Polish people and the government, I guess you would say, because you know, I, I, I was actually getting a haircut the other day and someone brought up something really a very good point. They said, it's kind of funny people inside of China. I mean, the people, the people of China, like an average everyday person like myself or yourself, if we were to hang out with another Chinese person, we wouldn't hate them. It's mainly just governments that hate each other. In the first Correct. Place. So if you think about it, it means the, the government of Poland actually does not think that currently that their money is being well spent. It's not a very good investment of their time and resources mm-hmm. to put into the Ukrainian people because they don't think they're going to win in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Polish people and the Polish government already thinks that, then that's not a very good sign. And I'm just going to throw that one out there because that's literally on their border. But then they also have to also believe that the Russians aren't going to go farther than what they are. And I still believe you're correct. I do. But I will give you 100%. I think you are correct. I think we're going to end up with a DMZ. Some type of odd you, DMZ type. You want to hear the problem with that? If we do get a DMZ, well, I'm Ukraine's glad you brought it up. never going to be a, a well, I say that, but then now South Korea is a part of us, and, and that DMZ gives them that line of separation. Yeah. Right? So, so people were also saying that we were dragging their feet on getting them to join NATO. That's not true. That's one of the reasons I was also there was to get them prepared to join NATO. Who? Ukraine. Oh, what, well, what was what was there? To get Ukraine to uh, me. Oh, you! When I was, I was like, what on active duty in Ukraine. That was oh, one of the yeah, yeah. main to, to deals: is to bring them up to NATO standards. Yeah, but the problem is, a lot of people that. that are sitting at the house, don't, or their house, or wherever they're watching this on the toilet, don't realize that you, ha- their country, has to be up to a certain standard to be able to join NATO. They just think, all right, let's go grab this country. And, and in all, true. In, all, in all actuality, Ukraine was kind of a third world country in certain portions of of the country. It wasn't. It's I wouldn't call of, it third world because it had down. a lot of modern tech and, but and it stuff like that. But it still was a little bit still pretty that, run down. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, when, I, when I say third world, I'm talking about like literally run down. Like everybody has modern tech nowadays. I can go to the most podunk place in Africa, which I've been, and someone has a freaking cell phone that works that can talk on the internet. That's pretty modern. Mm-hmm. That, but you're still in a third world country. Yeah. Go to Mexico. If you go outside of the bigger cities of Mexico, yeah, I, I third get it, world. but they ha- they have access to all those other things. Okay, well they're still they're, they're not they're able to jump in a vehicle and get a drive. Like, like a lot me, of like Ukraine itself, at least like the main cities, and even some of like yeah, even some okay. of the smaller towns like are all pretty modern. But their military wasn't close. Their to military being modern. was in complete and total shambles. It, it didn't have they didn't even have the correct uniforms for everybody to be wearing all one uniform. Like no. when I think of a military, I think of guys wearing all the same uniforms. Boots are nice and dressed. Like everything looks. They, cool. I mean, they had to. uniforms. I did. I, I actually donated my Ukrainian <laughs> uniform. If you want to see my Ukrainian uniform, you can go to Dragon Man's Museum in Colorado Springs, and you can go see my Ukrainian uniform. What I've said is, even to this day, even the Russian military. That's what I'm saying. The Russian military doesn't even have everybody wearing the same dress right dress right dress type uniform. Like no one looks the same. Right. Well, that, Russia is actually pulling a lot of their old surplus right now, and they're putting them in old. Old, old uniforms to like, do, yeah, but, but that's besides the point. I know. But when we went there, Ukraine was totally out of shambles. Because you got to remember in 2014, they overthrew their own government. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happened back in 2014 that's still kind of like up in the air. It kind of reminds me of like when we removed some people inside of Afghanistan and placed their own government there. They ended up being a coward in the first place and running. Right. But I mean, like I mean, the, I, the United I, States does a lot yeah. of dirty things, which I, I can personally attest for us doing things that we... I think are extremely questionable that I feel like if I disclose them on this podcast, I would probably get a call from the United States government throwing my ass in jail. Oh, and and so like you were saying something earlier and it made me go, ah, and it had to do with the, if I sit down with my enemies, 
and have like a beer with him or whatever, we would probably get along. Yeah. I have personally been in that position and you kind of do get along, but you also don't trust the other person. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it, it, I'm just, and, <laughs> of course, there's only one area I think you could actually be in the world. Hey, and then and get away with that would be probably Ukraine. Now I'm going to tell you right now, if you guys are big into maybe watching somebody throw pigskin around or two prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season thus far. All you got to do is select two or more players, pick more or less one of the projected stats and place your entry. It's very, very easy guys. It's testing my skills on prize picks this football season. I'm telling you, it's, it's really pushing me to the limits and it's one of the most exciting ways to play daily fantasy sports. If you guys have the skills, you can turn $10 into 250 with just a few taps. Now prize picks is really simple to play. If I can figure it out, you can figure it out. I make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. PrizePick offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesdays each and every Tuesday. Now, PrizePick discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. I always use that thing because I'm going to tell you guys, I need a little bit of help every now and then. I'm not that great. I'm going to tell you right now. It makes watching every single game more fun because if you guys don't care for either one of the teams, you need a reason to watch, right? Patrick Mahomes for me, throwing for two TDs every single game is almost a lock, depending on the defense he's playing. Maybe, I don't know, Tony Pollard. Oh, no, you know, Christian McCaffrey. You know, Christian McCaffrey, guess what he's going to do? Touchdown every single game. So I always I like to go for a little bit of risk in it for the biscuit over the point or a touchdown and a half. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. Chris McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes are always my logs. Now, go to pricepicks.com forward slash Rob and use code Rob for first deposit match up to $100. Hey, pricepicks.com forward slash Rob. Use code Rob for first deposit match of up to $100. It's that easy. Price picks makes daily fantasy sports easy. Check them out. Well, thank you so much to Price Picks. So we got... um. Damn, where was I at? Oh, you having a beer with a, your your enemy or whatnot? But yeah, that's fine. I I, I mean, we weren't drinking, but I okay, whatever. I've actually eventually I bummed a cigarette off the guy, and unbeknownst to me, there was weed in it. Oh, and so I started because I traded him for some go pills because we were going to be awake for a very long time. So, so you I traded had him go- for some go pills. There's, and there's bummed no a cigarette way off that of him, but you, he shoved weed in the cigarette. Did you enjoy the entire cigarette? So you're telling so me you smoked happened, an entire cigarette full of weed and didn't know there was weed inside of it. I figured it out about halfway through. Okay. There's weed. There's no way you had weed. But I was, you got to understand though, at the time I was kind of like, I don't, don't want to say living off the land, but I was eating very clean and just drinking nothing but water. And so that little bit of weed that was in there had affected me so freaking hard. Like I had stopped and I went to my boss and I was like, bro, I don't this know how it. to tell you this, the world but I ending. bummed a cigarette off that dude and I'm high as F right now. And he's like, you know, maybe don't pull security tonight, Matt, you know, like <laughs> take the night off, bro. He's like, thanks man. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's that. That's so, an interesting story. Maybe I can get clearance to talk about that one I don't day, know. but yeah, I, I don't, don't know about that. Yeah. Anyways, man. Okay. So now we're going to get into, now what I want to get to is I want to get into the claim that NATO had agreed not to expand further west, or I'm sorry, further east. Yeah, like I've heard that a million Russia. times. Yeah, we've heard that yeah. a lot, right? Like NATO has promised that it wouldn't wouldn't expand. So I dug deep and I found the origins of it, where it went. I found an article, and I, I'll probably put all of these um, articles I'm referencing down in the description today, so people can actually like take oh, a look you're at them. Going to? Yeah. Oh, you're not? gonna Is take that it that far? A, yeah. I don't because care. I, I want people to read. I want people to be informed. Yeah. I never did that because I was too lazy. Right. Well, I kind of want people to be informed. I've already got them laid out. So I'm just going to copy and paste and throw them all on there. People love it. You know, get out. So yeah, there you go. If you want to check these articles out, they're going to be in the description below. All right. So 
the origin of the betrayal claim. This all came back when the the Berlin Wall was falling down, right? And we're sitting there and we're discussing back and forth. And this this paragraph I have right here kind of states it cut and dry. And before I get into it, I want to bring up two points whenever we talk about legal precedences. And this is what the Supreme Court does all the time. There's a reason the Supreme Court sits there and debates over things that are written into law. Because you have two things. You have the written law and then you have the spirit of the law. Right. So there's what's written down and there's what was the true intent behind it. And this is stuff that we argue about constitutionally all the time, that there's international lawyers and like this is what people get paid to do. Right. This is what they get paid to do. So nowhere was it written down. I'm going to make it very clear up front before I get into this. Nowhere was it written down. All right. That we will not be moving NATO forces further towards Russian borders. Nowhere was it written down. Okay. But what ended up happening. All right. And I'm just going to quote this article right here. Again, it's from France 24. To understand Russia's claim of betrayal, it is necessary to review the reassurances then U.S. Secretary of State James A. Baker made to the former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev during a meeting on February 9, 1990. In a discussion on the status of a reunited Germany, the two men agreed that NATO would not extend past the territory of East Germany. East Germany, a promise repeated by NATO's Secretary General in a speech on May 17th that same year in Brussels. Okay, so... Why is that important? Because this is the basis that Putin's claiming everything off of. Okay, this is this is where that's coming from, okay? Russia and the West finally had struck an agreement in September that would allow NATO to station troops beyond the Iron Curtain. However, the deal only concerned re- reunification of Germany with further eastward expansion being inconceivable at the time. So this is an argument of the spirit, not so much the letter, right? So at the time, the way Russia had perceived that was cool, you can deal with Germany. That's what it was perceived as, right? Now, we never wrote it down, but that's how the discussions took place, and that's what Putin's basing everything off of. Somewhere in here, and I, I, it's, I've got the actual Putin quote from where he brings it up, and it's right here. Okay, so what Putin says, we have the right to ask against whom is this NATO expansion intended, and what happened to the assurance of our Western partners made after the dissolution of the Warsaw Pact? I would like to quote the speech of NATO General Secretary Warner in Brussels on 17 May 1990. He said at the time that the fact that we are ready, uh, the fact that we are ready not to place a NATO army outside of German territory gives the Soviet Union a firm security guarantee. Where are the guarantees? So again, it goes back to the spirit versus the letter. It was never written in. But that's what they were pushing towards. That's what Russia felt that it had agreed upon. So what you're telling me right now is Putin was lying. No. What I'm telling you is that Putin Putin believes in his hardest of hearts that there was basically a handshake deal, which he was dumb if that's the real thing. That's not right. Like who would sign a contract? But that's again, that's what Putin's stating. That's what he's quoting. That's why it's being pushed like that through Russia. Putin also claims that he's not fighting a war inside of Ukraine. He's fighting a special military yes, operation. So I get it. He's lying here. There's no. There's absolutely no way he's not lying. Well, that actually happened. That's not a lie. That actually happened. Where he's lying is where are these guarantees? Where is that at? That's a very good question because it was never written down. It was just a spoken thing. So that's what I'm saying. So there's nothing here. I, I'm no, I'm with you. I understand where you're coming from. I'm very confused. I'm with you and I understand where you're coming from. But when you start thinking about global politics and the way leaders look at things, right? Like there's a lot of things that are agreed upon behind closed doors that we as the general public know I, nothing about. No, I, I know that. Now, I, I just if you don't want know to get why, crazy with it. How is this anything? Now, here you go. Hold on. Oh, man. Is this the right one? Oh, no. This goes into funding. Hold on. Um I got faith in your ability to find it here. It should, it might be up here. 
Here you go. Here's the here's the big winner for this entire thing. All right. Did NATO promise not to enlarge? Gorbachev says no. This comes from the Brookings Institute. Okay. So I personally, after reading all this information, sit back and go, son of a bee, I was wrong. You know what I mean? I, I guess I bought into a lot of things. I'm not the only one. Joe Rogan did. A lot of other people did. When I read this and I look at it, I think Putin's an idiot for believing that. I think I was an idiot and I kind of fell into that loop a little bit. NATO did not 100% write down and guarantee that they were going to be expanding further towards Russia. They never did that. Even Gorbachev himself says it. That's, but, a, that's a pretty cool photo, by the way. But the way it's interpreted, the way that it's interpreted is how Putin's interpreting it. Hey, you guys said this stuff. Here it is. Here is the defense secretary saying this. This what, is what we had agreed. When did upon. he say this? When did he say this? That 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 right there in it's itself is another, seventeen of May of nineteen ninety. No, when did he say that? When did Putin say this? This right there. When when did he say this? February two thousand speech to the Munich Security Conference. So February two thousand. So two thousand seven. Two thousand. So seventeen. But this is what has been. Yes. But this later. is what has been. Yes. But this is Party what of, has been. I going. don't remember what I did. Seventeen. I don't remember what I did. Really. 10 we years had ago. trouble struggling over that ourselves. But this what, is, is what he talking. Seventeen. I'm, just saying that I'm not. Years? I'm not saying I saw with the guy. I just said I was wrong. <laughs> oh my god. I just said I was wrong. But this is what they're using. The yeah, he's he's literally he has like a two paragraph deal right here. A full paragraph actually it says he remembers exactly what was what was said seventeen years prior to the T. That's it. We're believing this guy. This is where it comes from, though. I dug that deep. Damn. I found it for you guys. This is where it's at. I'm ca- I'm going back on myself and saying, you know what? I messed up. I'm glad you messed up. Makes yeah. you feel good. I know that you're human because yeah. you never mess up doing anything. Yeah. Humans mess up, man. That's where that goes. So that's where all that information came from. So if you're curious and you want to you know, do the research on this stuff, I'll provide all the links. People can go back and they can look over it. But it's important to understand all this crap. Number one, that we didn't actually have security guarantees towards Ukraine other than against a nuclear freaking you know, threat from another country when they, when they joined that. But number two, that we kind of said that we wouldn't be messing around in spirit, but in reality it was never written down at the time without being able to foresee NATO expansion. You know what I'm saying? Without being able to foresee the future at the time, the spirit, that's kind of what it was looking at. That's the argument. This makes me so, happy. but it wasn't written down. I'm happy that you're wrong and you're admitting it. I'm yeah. happy that Putin that's, apparently... That's what men do. We make mistakes <laughs> and we admit it. You know oh, what I mean? I can't wait to read some of these comments. Oh, yeah. Please sure destroy him in yeah, the Yeah, destroy comments. me. Go for it. Have Good. fun with it, man. I don't care. We're humans. We mess up. We make mistakes. But I would be wrong if I didn't correct my own mistakes. That's where people get in trouble in this business, I think. You know? Like, that's where you just... Yeah. But all this information is in there for people to go and look at. So, the question now goes into funding for Ukraine because we've been talking about it oh, for a hot minute. Yeah, today's been an interesting day, if you guys don't know, here in America. I don't know entirely if anything actually came up of it, but I think we got... Did we remove him? Is he gone? Uh, or no? We, we can check right now to see if it went. When I heard them speaking, they had said that the Speaker of the House is now vacated. Okay, so if that's the case. I, I wouldn't say that's 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 Biden's right-hand man, but that's Biden's second-hand man. Other outside the vice president. It's next up, the vice president. House fails to block effort to house. So look, it didn't go through. So they didn't go through. Seated silently in second row as House debates his future. So, you, so is he still in then? As we're making uh, this? they're they're deba- Yeah. So as we're doing this, they're debating over it. So I went over and I found a bunch of and, and if you're asking why we're talking about this, like why we care about the Speaker of the House being voted out, it has to do with Biden is the one that was relying on the Speaker of the House in order to pass a lot of the funding that's going into Ukraine as the as the majority leader. 
right? The Speaker of the House, the Majority Leader in the House, he is the one that's looking at pushing all these bills through to help Biden out. The Democrats want him out and the Republicans want him out is the bottom line. I found an article that said the Democrats want to get rid of him. They're not going to try to help him out at all. Well, the thing is, if the Democrats try to get rid of him, then he probably should already be out of there right now, right? Uh, He's going to be. It seems seems very plausible that he's going to be booted out as we speak. Okay. Well, if he's out, then... Where are they going to get the Where are they going to get the votes to get the funding done? So, number one, let's just say that this is it's not unprecedented. The last time this happened was over a hundred years ago in the United States. It happened in 1910 was the last time this vote was done. So back in 1910 was the last time this actually got done in the United States. It's kind of a big deal. Speaker of the House is the number three in succession from the President of the United States. It goes to the President, the Vice President, and then the Speaker of the House. So they're essentially like voting to fire the number three and put somebody else in, which is wild. Right. When was this guy put in? Uh, whenever does he go in with the Biden? Republicans took over the majority, huh? Okay. He doesn't go in at the same time with Biden. They run on a different schedule. Correct. Uh, yeah, I'd have to see when he got. Voted I'm not out. entirely keen on American political when things get voted in and voted out. I don't know how long this guy sits in there for. Truthfully, the only thing that really matters is if he's out, Ukraine's gonna have a very difficult time getting things passed at the same time. That's all I know. So you went in before. Right. Yeah. So that's wild. Anyways, yeah, where is he going to get the money from? That's the, that's the question. Where is he going to get the money? Like, where is he going to get the support for this resolution coming in to get Ukraine more funding? That's the big question, is where is he going to get it? And I found this article right here I'm going to bring up, and this is important because we've been telling people for a very long time, like, the moment this stuff catches catches fire in the United States is when they're going to start losing support. And so we've got Elon Musk that's now like throwing shade at freaking Ukraine and <laughs> yep. at Zelensky. You've got Tucker Carlson that's been throwing shade at Zelensky in the war in Ukraine, which I I, I did a whole freaking video on uh, like his thing that he did with the freaking president. It's, it's all messed up. Like his his standpoint on it is just wrong. Right. Like his standpoint is just wrong. But the point is that you have these big influential people in America that are that are speaking out about it. And people are lemmings in this country, for lack of better terms. There's a lot of lemmings in this country. Right. And the moment those lemmings start reading that stuff from all these people that they admire and that they they're it's going to lose support. They're going to start dropping support. And the speaker is one of the people that should have been helping to do this. Biden even called him out when he gave a speech like, hey, we don't have a lot of time. Ukraine can't stand for this. Like I'm relying on the speaker to get this done. And now he's getting and removed. Hmm. So question is, is how much time does Ukraine actually have with the current funding that we have over there? All right. So uh, this article came out from ABC News. All right. So and it is titled, uh, I forget what it's titled. Congress didn't include funds for Ukraine and spending bill. How will that affect the war? And it goes on and it does some speculation. But the meat and potatoes, like the most important part, if the aid doesn't keep flowing, Ukraine resistance, <coughs> excuse me. If the aid doesn't keep flowing, Ukraine resistance will begin to weaken soon, said Mark. How do you say his name? Senior advisor to the Center of Strategic and International Studies. If there's no new money, they're going to start feeling it by Thanksgiving. The lack of funding now also affects the next spring um, fighting. They should be planning for it now is essentially where it gets at. They have about $5.4 billion that's still available. I think we said $1 billion yesterday, but these guys are saying five. God only knows how much money is actually left to go over there. But they estimate that around Thanksgiving time is when that's just going to run out. So they have literally the next 45 days to get this going. And Ukraine is already, I already read, Ukraine is starting to taper off on some of their weapons in 
preparation that this doesn't happen. So they're starting to scale back a little bit in preparation for the stuff not to go through. So this could end up being one of the one of the you know how goofy this sounds. So our country, if if they don't follow through with helping these Ukrainians actually take and, and beat back Russia and, and beat them, then we had spent how many billions of dollars for no reason? Legitimately. I mean, I'm even serious because because if they, they don't if they don't decide to send the money and actually uh, you know finish the job, 115. And I'm just talking yeah. about how many tens of billions of dollars was wasted for no reason. Right. Yep. That's gonna sit. That's, how, that's the reason why I bring it up. You know how well it's gonna sit with the American people going into the 2024 election. Not well. You know, it, all all it takes is the Republicans to have one talking point. And be like, all right, you spent how much money in Ukraine and you guys lost a hundred something billion dollars. Do you think that the the hardworking taxpayers inside of America are gonna are gonna they're they're not gonna like that. That's a that is one of the easiest points to stick onto and just harp and just keep hitting it. That's how you gotta hit home. The American taxpayers. This is what this they wanted to charge you more. They said you're bringing your taxes. Well, guess what? Now all your money went over to Ukraine. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. It stalled out. Russia ended up winning, and we're sitting here and we we lost again. That's pretty much what they're gonna do. Yep. And yeah. I want, I wonder if they're almost now, using that, this guy as a fall a fall man. Now here's the catch with all of this stuff, right? Remember how he said, okay, well, maybe if this happens, it's going to bring them to the negotiation table. That's my prediction, mm-hmm. yeah. right? If it happens, it's going to bring them to the negotiation table. If they don't actually declare peace between the two, Ukraine will never be able to join NATO. Just very true. You can't join yeah. NATO if you have a conflict on your border. And is Ukraine going to agree to a peace deal without getting the rest of their country back? Probably not. But what other choice would they have? I'm just saying. I don't know. That's why we, a lot of you guys and the uh, gals in the comments are going to be really pissed because you guys want to see Ukraine win, and so do I. And so, so does I, a guy. I so also does do. Yeah, I want to see Ukraine win. Like we want to see him win, but I'm not going to pee in your face and tell you it's raining either. Yes, he's not going to piss in your face and tell you. We're being honest. It's like you got to look. Sometimes I've been doing. I've been covering this war since it pretty much has kicked off. Like literally since day one. Him and I have. And we've seen the good, the bad, and now this is probably the ugliest portion of this war currently because we're stuck in a little bit of a, a gray zone, I guess you'd say, as an American population. Most of us here in America, I'm going to say well over 75%, do not care about the Ukrainian war at all. No, they care about putting food on their table right now because of inflation. They care about a lot of things. That's all they care about. But Ukraine's not one of them. Ukraine's not one of them. It was cool Def- It was to cool fly flags for a while. Now no one does. But no one really cares. cares. That's it, it's very sad and very truthful to say that. I know a lot of you guys are watching here. You guys probably have a different idea on that. But, I mean, steadily look at the viewership across the board. Um, I can see it on the back end with the amount of viewers that are from America that watch Ukrainian content. They just don't really care too much about it. It's just not really on their agenda of things that they care about. Like you said, especially we have Christmas coming up. People, don't, I mean, they're just thinking about other stuff. They don't really care too much about what's going on inside of Ukraine. And the fact, if Ukraine was crushing it, like absolutely crushing it like they were probably six months ago. If they were still having the same success, it didn't even have to be this that that to that to that to that that scale where they were just kicking them. If they were taking towns like every day or every other day, or at least it was going back and forth. There wasn't like a massive stalemate. They would probably have a little bit more support from the American population. I can assure you that if they see progress, they're like, okay, cool, they're still doing something. But now they're like, all right, what have they done in seven months? They've taken two towns, and we're still shoving how many billions of dollars in there? It's not going to fly when it comes to election season. I know you guys know this. Deep down in your hearts of your hearts, you know this. You just don't want to. You just don't want to be honest with yourself. And I'm. Just, I don't know. Maybe I'm an asshole. That's fine. I mean, and Maybe and I, I hope we're wrong. So do I. I, I hope we're wrong. Well, I no, hope right they now, get the funding. Currently, but that's not, not what the writing on the wall. No, is no. Saying. Currently, we're not wrong. Currently, in the current situation, we're not incorrect about what we're saying. It is very much 
True. Everything's pointing minus the president and his press secretary. Pretty much everything else is pointing towards losing support. Losing. The thing is, is the Democratic Party here in America as well, you guys got to realize, they have not, usually one of their talking points and one of their pieces of their agenda is, for a long time, it was the, the spicy flu. That was one of the things for, for, for about two years. They've kind of moved on from that. And the next thing up was the Ukrainian war, which is fine, but that has now bled out and they're not even talking about that anymore. Like that side of the aisle isn't talking about the Ukrainian war on the daily. Like you can flip on any news network. Usually that's all they would talk about. Now they don't even bring it up. It's not really brought up too much. So especially on the right side of the aisle. The only time the right side of the aisle here in America talks about the Ukrainian war is in a negative uh, in a, a negative a light. Negative light. In a negative light. They're always saying we spent way too much. Look at our border. Which, to be honest with you, they do have an actual. There's a border problem. There's a there is a border there's a huge problem. border I mean, problem. There really is. So it's one of one of those things where you have guys like myself and him, which most of you guys watching this are probably leaning a little bit more left, and me and him probably lean a bit more right than most of you guys. I would probably like to see a lot of that money get spent on the border as well. But I'd also like a lot of money spent in Ukraine the correct way. I mean, I'd like to see a lot of money just get spent on locking our schools down first. Yeah, schools is one thing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a whole different. That topic. That could have been done like that. That's a whole different but. topic. But I, I, I think, I think the the war inside of Ukraine underfunded, understaffed, and it's going to be a loss if they don't change anything. If they don't change something, and I kind of feel like you guys probably think I'm an ass at this point. No, they're going to say, "Hey, hold on, F-16s are coming in the springtime." Uh, we'll revamp cool. everything. Well, we the just AT- actually CMS. What did you just say right there? Uh, they're not going to make it through. Thanksgiving, so your springtime offensive, which is kind of crazy. We're even talking about a springtime offensive right now because we haven't even finished this end of summer offensive that they haven't completed. God only knows what's going to happen in the winter. There's going to be a stage in between summer and winter where it's going to be mushy. Nothing's going to really happen. Then it's going to freeze over. Shit's going to happen. It's going to happen right then. Agreed. So that's you're going to have like a weird little mush time. Stuff's going to happen. Mush time again. Springtime offensive. That's literally how it's going to be. I I don't know. And, and they'll be lucky. They'll they they will be lucky to make it to the freezing time. They have to get the funding approved. I, it is kind of frustrating for me to be honest. Covering this damn thing for this long, I thought they would have won by now. Oh, it's frustrating. I know. I'm sitting here. We do have a guy coming in. I think next week. Um, a lot of people know who he is. I think I'm gonna let you interview him. Oh, exciting. He's uh his name's Yuri. Ooh, fun. Uh, it goes by nut, Nucking Fucks. Nucking Futs. Nucking Futs. Yeah, I think he's coming in next week. I have, we have another guy as well, um, a medic who was over there. Or I don't know if he's a medic. I don't know what his name is. And we got two guys that are actually here, and they've had some really, really crazy videos. You've uh, we've actually watched one of his videos before. He nice. has some crazy, crazy videos. Um. Anyway, I'm here for you guys. We make these for you guys, and pretty much to kind of push the idea that. This is what's really happening instead of a narrative. At the beginning, it was really easy to push the narrative that Ukraine was winning every day because they were actually doing pretty they well. They were doing well. They were doing well. Now we're at the point where I can't say that Russia... So, you know, I could say that Russia's probably winning the war currently right now because time is on their side. You guys got to remember, time is on the, the, the Russian side significantly here, especially with when you look at what's going on here in America. Time is on the Russian side because they have the ability to hold it out because they are in control of their own future. Right now, the Ukrainians are not in control of their own future. And you guys have to agree with me there. That is the reason why the Russians have time on their side. They have men. They have manpower. They have the ability to facilitate and build their own weapons to a certain extent. We know they've had a little bit of issues. They're sourcing stuff from they North Korea now. So I yes. think their weapons 
they're a little bit in shambles, but they're yes. sourcing stuff from but North they Korea. Do. They're sourcing stuff from Iran. But they can get them. They have the but ability to get they, them. They are getting them. They're going to get correct. them. So they're going to get them. Ukraine, outside of America, doesn't really have the ability to get the weapons it needs. No, so they, that's that's that that's where we're seeing a little bit of the... I know we're pissing some of you guys. I can feel some of you guys right now wanting just to just boiling. throw your phone. You're boiling. I know you are. It's fine. I'm not happy about it either. Fine. You think I'm happy? I'm not happy about it. I've been watching, talking about how the Ukrainians have the ability to win. Now look at me. I look like an idiot. I do. I said they were, they were going to win. Right now they're not winning. And I know the Ukrainians sitting inside the trenches right now. By the way, apparently there's a lot of people that watch us over there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm sure they're not too happy with what we're saying here. But I understand they're, they're probably frustrated as well. They're probably going to be way more mad than I am. But Well, it's not. We're not. I mean, what I do, show them some NATO articles that says, hey, unless you're being threatened by nuclear warfare, I know, but we've I, got no obligation to help you. All, and then I, our government's currently in shambles over supporting you. Mm-hmm. And it got shown when they passed that bill last week to keep the freaking keep yeah, the government keep everything going but I, I'm, I'm on the side of giving more so this is this is where it's going to come ironic i'm on the side of giving more to ukraine in the correct fashion so let me ask you this then what can we provide them that will actually guarantee victory the only thing this is going to sound crazy because it's never going to happen the only way that i see ukraine having actual victory inside of ukraine is nato troops on the ground that's it at this point I know it sounds really crazy and you're looking at me kind of crazy. I don't think they have the resources. I mean, the reinforcements to do it. I don't think they have the manpower to do it. I don't think they have the training to do it. There's only one way that I personally can see them facilitating and having actual victory inside of Ukraine is NATO troops. You, you might not be wrong. I'm just, I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but they've had a year and a half. We've been stalled for six months. They're getting 31 Abrams, whoop de doo. I feel like there's more Americans inside of America. Like I'm being serious. I bet you there's more Americans. We there's more privately owned Abrams probably in America than there are inside of Ukraine. I'm being I, dead I serious. don't know about that number, but I don't know. But I know there I know is down people here, that own tanks. Fact. I know that I I've, I've been to I've shot right. tanks here in America. Right, that it's civilian. That's what I'm saying. So it's like I don't know about Abrams, but Shermans for sure. And actually, you know, there's only two working Shermans in the world, and one of them's down here. Anyway, I don't know. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't think that there is a fa- or a, a way currently for Ukraine to win the war inside of Ru- or inside of Russia or excuse me ex- inside of Ukraine against Russia without NATO troops stepping in. I don't think they have the. I mean, okay. How about this? What if we didn't put? What if we didn't put NATO troops on the ground, but we just put them in the air? Nah, that you can't. What do if we that. brought in the might of the NATO air? I mean, yeah, probably then. I would actually like, what if we gave them all of our Intel capabilities, which we have been providing some, right? But what if we gave them all of our Intel collection capabilities and we started targeting them from the air? If we started targeting Russia from the air with the actual stuff that we know we have and some of the stuff that you and I both, we don't know that we, we don't have, know that we have like yeah. we like there's stuff we don't even know we have. Yeah. hundred percent. I think we could probably, cause the thing is air assets is what crushes men on the ground in the first place. It would, I don't even think it would take us more than a week to kill uh, out every single one of the the areas that's causing them issues from the air. I, I feel like we could level a big, big chunk. I'm of talking that really like quick. I think if if NATO was like, yo, okay, we're gonna do this stuff behind the scenes, as in like, let's help you create a passageway. We'll down do to the, the shaping operations. You yes, guys are gonna do. That's it. Like, else. all right, here we go. We're gonna pound it from the sky. You guys are, you guys are gonna follow suit right in after us because I promise you, we're gonna make a hole for you. If we did something like that, yeah, sure. You know what you have to do in order to do that though. Uh, risk a lot. You got to put boots on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's so you have to risk a lot because there's absolutely no way that you can you can facilitate air assets without having guys guide them. 
and tracking frontline. That's birds. what I'm saying. That's from guys guiding them on the ground. Like we have to right. have somebody on the ground talking to the birds. I mean, I guess you could attempt to do. You can't do satellite imagery. A lot of people think they think of movies and you're like, all right, cool, you can watch satellite. Yeah, cool, you can do that if you want to get some TRPs. But sometimes they're not updated. I guess the ones that we'd get from the Americans are going to be updated or actual. But you Clouds. can't. That's what I'm saying. You got clouds are in the way. Like it happens every. There's every, lots of limitations to it. There's a reason those safeties are in place. And yeah. when you look at these you guys that are guys fighting trench by trench and yeah. moving forward, you have to have somebody on the ground that's reporting accurate information that's going up. Which okay. is why it's a NATO standard to have English speaking force to be able to do things like that, so that we can all coordinate, so we have a common language across the force. Yeah, we're probably going to make a lot. I'm telling you, this will probably be the episode that everybody unsubscribes and gets really mad because we said how it is. I want to see them win. There's going to be a, there's, I'm telling you guys, there's another reason why this kind of stuff is also happening. They like this kind of stuff right here is happening. Like they need, they need almost a fall guy. Cause without him, okay, listen to this, just hear me out. I'm going to put a tin, tin hat on. Okay. Okay. You ready I like it this? when you this, put your tin hat on. So I don't, I don't yeah. do it too often. I don't try to attempt to. So this guy right here, say he gets kicked out of office. Okay. Or removed. Yep. They need basically a fall guy to state to the Democrats or to their, to their party, why they can't get the approval to spend more money inside of Ukraine. He is the reason why we can't get funding. He is the reason why the Ukrainians so are going Biden to struggle. And now Biden can turn and point down towards to him. It's, it's, everybody it's, it's that the voted the speaker everybody, out. Yes. Everybody that voted the yeah. speaker out, you're all pro-Putin. Yes, that's it right there. That's yeah. that, that, would, that would be my tin hat, or tin, tin hat little section right there. Like, this is why you're gone. You know, like, yeah, when they need a fall guy. They need him. Because I mean, this they, guy was called in to be the guy that get the votes. Now we can't, we can't, we don't have our vote guy. We can't, we can't fund Ukraine. Oh, well, we're sorry. We tried. The Republicans screwed us going into the election. Get your vaccine. You, you might not be wrong. It, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. It's kind of random. I'm just some guy sitting in front of a, le- a lemur. Actually, well, that's why we put on now, nice, but, relaxing things because yeah. we're hurting feelings and we want to make sure that people with hurt feelings have something relaxing to look at. I'm just trying to help you guys out because I, 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 I go through this, this mind gaggle every single day when he texts me, say, what do we got for today? I said, I don't know. I have, they moved on the ground. That's like the first thing I want to ask him. Has, have we had any good movement on the ground? He says, no. I say, mother. F- <sighs> yep. I, I want to see movement. Yep. NATO troops. Join them inside of Ukraine. I can assure you, my cousin sees in the military right now, and they're they're like, "All right, let's go." I'm I'm not about putting NATO troops on the ground. By the way, well, like I'm not I am. I'm not for that. But I have my own separate reasons for that, but I'm not for it. I think Ukraine made some really silly mis- like decisions when they went into this. Like, do you want to get into that? No, not right now. No, yeah. I think they made. I think every, both sides have. America's made some terrible decisions. America made Ukraine. terrible decisions. Terrible. Ukraine made terrible decisions. Russia made terrible decisions all the way out through this thing, which is why we have. I war. think Russia's probably made the most detrimental thus far. I just want to throw that out there. Absolutely. This is 100% Russia, if it would have minded its own dang business yeah, they made and the let Ukraine deal yeah. with their own problems, because it was internal fighting that was, was taking place. And Russia's the one that chose to step in. They like, to be clear. They shouldn't have, but they also, the, what I was getting at is when I called about detrimental problems, I mean, losing the amount of ground that they had it just looked at the time everybody in this world is either a lemming or they have a mind like a goldfish if you guys don't know goldfish have like a a memory of like two seconds okay so that's why i say most people that consume content not here on youtube but on tiktok and so on and so forth they have a mind of a goldfish because they see the content they retain it it's gone they forget about it that's why i think of the american public's what they have the mind of the goldfish lemming is another very good 
that's more the younger generation. They see somebody on TikTok, he's wearing their stupid big red boots, through. and they just keep going through. If you guys know what a lemming is, it's a rodent that literally follows each other off a cliff to their death during, I think, mating season. Really dumb. I got that, I think, terminology inside the military. Don't be a lemming. I don't know where I got it, but I'm pretty sure it's where it was. But anyway, okay, we're done with this. I do love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we will catch you guys tomorrow with another episode. Hopefully, we didn't just... Hopefully, hearts and minds were still winning here on the channel. Yay. All right, we're out, guys. I love you.